This is a conversation with Michael Picucci. Hi, Michael. Hi. So, Michael, how did you become who you are? How did I become who I am? Uh, <clears throat> I, I guess the, the who I am that, that people would meet today uh, began to really come alive probably when I was about 29, 30 years old and really hit a brick wall, um, which and hitting that brick wall. Um, and, and for me at that time, it was recovery from, uh, addiction, um, uh, that I had to, I had to deal with. Um, uh, but what that did is it, it caused a whole, uh, uh, amplified reflective process on how I got to where I am. Uh, which I don't know if I ever would have done otherwise. Um, and, and, uh, and, and having been in therapy, of course, when I went to therapy, I told the, the therapist uh, uh, that I had no family issues. No, you know, uh, well, where you? I just had uh, we're, we're a work problem, you know. <laughs> and she was kind enough to uh, give me space to think that uh, while we while we dove in. But in the end, uh, I, uh, I I had uh, my what I now call stage one addictions recovery, um, and stage two, all human beings have. But, uh, uh, but that's when, uh, the uh, traumas of our lives that are unresolved, uh, begin to hold us back or take away from our life force or our life potential. Um, and it's, it's more of a, to me, it's more of a cultural thing than a personal one. But of course, we each experience, have a personal experience. Um, but somewhere around, uh, uh, 1990, I was already a psychotherapist, uh, at the time, um, and, uh, I, I had a body experience with a, a polarity massage therapist, and I, who I was seeing for voice lessons, which came out of a retreat I had just facilitated, uh, where, uh, all men recovering from sexual abuse uh, had this new energy, and they were going to bring it out into the world. And we all said, how are we going to bring it out? So I said, well, if they're all doing it, I got it too. I said, oh, I'm going to do voice lessons, which I've always wanted to do. <clears throat> and everyone's told me I don't have a voice. So. Um, but when I went to this voice teacher who did polarity massage along with the voice, I, I had an experience in my body. Uh, because she would check in with me and she would say, were you noticing as she very, very gently, uh, touched me. Um, and what happened is in a very short period of time, 10 years of trauma of the eighties, uh, for me, of all my friends dying of AIDS, uh, of me being near death on more than one occasion. Um, uh, the loss of my partner that carried me through all of that, all of that went through me and was in some way miraculously healed um, as a byproduct of that polarity massage and voice lesson. And I can remember walking out of her office uh, in the West 80s and thinking to myself, what, what happened? I mean, I, I, I'd already been interested in body, uh, 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 wisdom, uh, a, a little bit, but, but this was something happened inside of me. And I said, if this is available to me, uh, and, uh, could be, a, because I felt like a new person. 
I, I felt totally embodied. I felt my feet on the floor. Everything looked different, sharper. Uh, 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 this was, this was special. Um, yeah. so, I, so maybe just to, to, to amplify, to, to give some room to that, that, that experience that you were literally touched and, uh, in that way you experienced a sense of connecting with all that trauma. Uh, and being healed from it, and uh, at the same time feeling grounded and everything in a way became sharper and clearer. Yeah, well, it was like it was like I, I mean, I, when I when I was laying on the massage table, I had no idea this trauma was even inside of me. Yeah, um, you know, I knew I wasn't having the best of times, but uh, uh, I had no idea, um, and I never had that kind of experience where it just. Uh, organically did itself almost through me. Yeah. Um, and, and when it was done, it was done. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I walked out of her office. I, I never had to revisit any of that again in any kind of traumatic, uh, uh, or, or, uh, unpleasant way. But so, so the two parts that in what you're saying that I, I just maybe want to amplify to check is that sense of, um, Organic process, you know, that's something that you're realizing is happening organically yes. and that sense of completion. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that is, I mean, it is a sense of completion. It's a wonderful thing. I always mirror it back to clients uh, because, because I, I think it's so important that we, we notice it, you know, and, and we're able to move from that stronger place. Yeah. 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 So, so my question was, you know, what made you who you are? And that, and it started, the journey started at 29 and in a way when things were really bad and you were very stuck. And, um, well, well, what came out of that experience, uh, mm -hmm. that sort of awakening experience that I had, um, was uh, really a, a two decade, a 20 year study. Of all the all, all the different body psychotherapies that I that were in my realm or reach, and and energy related therapies, uh, and experimenting with them all on myself, and what worked on me, I would then bring into my practice and ask people if they would like to experiment with it also, um, and. Uh, so it's, what it's done really is it's brought me into living in a whole nother, uh, dimension of, of, uh, of the world of life, um, uh, which is, uh, inexplicable really, um, because you're living between the kind of unseen realities and the seen realities and, uh, and negotiating back and forth with that. And thank God, you know, I have enough people around me who are all doing the same thing that I don't feel like I'm crazy or anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, clients, so, and so that sense, that sense of, um, navigating between the unseen realities and the seen reality. Yes. And, um, and, uh, and the, uh, necessary in a way, Resource of having other people doing that, you know, yeah. for the grounding. Yes, yes. So, uh, uh, 
I, I think, uh, in a very brief way, I think I have said uh, what makes me who I am. I, mean, I could go into details, but to me, detail the details. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, my, my, my presence right here, right now, yeah. with you, with, with whoever listens to this, uh, that's more important to me than mm-hmm. the details. Um, uh, where, where I am now uh, uh, is in a place of awe. Now, that may sound like it's always happy and lovely. Uh, I don't mean that awe. I mean a more multidimensional awe. Is there, there are so many things I can't believe <laughs> that, are, that, are, that I'm experiencing as real. <laughs> uh, uh, that when I, when I can allow myself to, um, it can be quite silly, fun, and, uh, and uh, uh, a resourceful uh, experience. And energy, um, actually, an energy that I've come to call source energy, uh, just for lack of a better way to describe it. So this, maybe, this maybe with that sense of awe in the background, maybe yeah. we could talk a little bit about the experience of source energy. Well, the, the, to me, the experience of source energy is being with uh, the energy that we're made out of. <laughs> uh, uh, which, uh, as a logical mind, which is, you know, part of that source energy, uh, really doesn't have a way to hold it because it can be sensed, but it can't be really be put into the kind of language that the logical mind uses. Um, so source energy is, uh, uh, the, just the presence of you and I being here together now and, uh, 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 and, and not having any, uh, uh, agendas, uh, uh, or preconceived notions of where we should go or how we should do this and just being together in that being is the noticing of a, uh, a presence that is an energy that, that we're made of, you know, that, you know, takes form in different ways in our bodies and miraculously. Uh, miraculously uh, runs the show fairly well most of the time yeah. for us. Um, uh, uh, and that we now have technologies that allow us to access the deeper parts of our brain and physiology uh, to allow them to realign with nature so that whatever... Uh, Nature wants uh, to allow uh, nature to emerge through us, um, uh, rather than us thinking we know what nature does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's when you use the word technology. I want to use it as a as a gateway for exploring more. That in a way we're not just talking about you know source energy as some kind of a mystical force that we don't know how to access, but you know what you call technology <clears throat> is say clinical ways. Uh, in which this can be accessed, yes, you yeah. know, in a clinical setting. I mean, one, one of the most user-friendly ways of uh, kind of uh, getting friendly with that energy if you're a really logical person and have difficulty uh, with the sen- sensory aspect of it uh, is Peter Russell's tiny little book, From Science to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think he does a beautiful, beautiful job of uh, 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 of uh, showing us 
uh, how, how, how and who we really are. So and, and, and if one taking that a step further would be my, uh, 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 one of my, uh, guides, mentors, colleagues, uh, Otto Sharma, mm-hmm. and the theory you and how do we then bring that out into the world. Uh, you know, these are like wonderful technologies. Mm-hmm. But let's talk maybe, maybe even one step further downstream of how this manifests in a session in your work with clients? Differently in every session and with every client. Um, so uh, the best I can say to you is the way it manifests is I do my best to educate them both in a intellectual and physiological way uh, as to what's available to them, mm-hmm. as to how we could use the sessions and and what I have found to be particularly efficient in certain places and ways. And I, I invite them in to the degree that they're comfortable. Some people, you know, faster, more comfortable than others. Some, uh, slower. Um, uh, uh, I love your active pause thing, particularly for the people who, who, who have a little more trouble coming out of the, uh, the thinking mind or putting it aside so they can be more embodied. Um, uh, <clears throat> so, so again, each session would be so different. I have, I have clients, particularly the younger ones, you know, like 30 under. Um, uh, for some reason, I've been blessed with a, 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 <laughs> a number of those. Um, and, uh, and they'll come in and they'll just start doing what my, uh, Irish client calls free falling. They will just go come into an energetic field with me and share uh, their inner expansions and contractions and what they've learned from that and how they're, you know, uh, working that and asking me for feedback from my experience. On, you know, on different areas that they're a little confused about. Um, and I just share with them whatever comes through me, mm-hmm, through, mm-hmm. through the source energy that is me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm with them because we have created this field mm-hmm. of source energy that we're both consciously choosing to hang out in. So let me take a crack at restating it in my own words, you know, to see if I get it. So a sense of, um, you know, transitioning from you know, something that is more of a mental process, more of a talking about, uh, to going into more of a process mode where people get in touch with their physical sensation, with the process itself, and um, in a way creating a field between the two of you where the two of you are in process and you can connect through, uh, you know, that, 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 you know, that experience. Yes, yes, yes. <coughs> and for some people... You know, that would sound like impossible and, uh, and not very, uh, interesting to them. <laughs> um, and, and for people like that, you may, uh, just by making that okay. Mm-hmm. And, and agreeing you just going to hang out at the edge of it. <laughs> yes. In case you ever want to explore deeper. Um, to me begins a resolution process. Yeah. In terms of that. Uh, physiological barrier that the client may be carrying. Yeah, yeah. So in other words, you know, that in a way, for the healing to happen, 
you know, this, it, it takes place in that field, in that source energy, and um, and uh, part of the work is going to be, it's going to be like a quick leap into it, or it's going to be sitting at the edge of it until there is a comfort to going yes. there. Yes. And And this is the space where healing can happen, where natural evolution yes. changes can happen. Yes. So for some reason it makes me want to uh, uh, explain um, uh, uh, this focalizing idea, process, yes. technology uh, is the word I like to use to separate it from therapy and to separate it from uh, uh, spiritual or uh, religious philosophies, uh, to think of it as a technology for connecting with source energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and working oh, okay, at um, but <clears throat> but the the reason I had to create a word for it is because it evolved out of my experience uh, uh, of working with a yogi for a number of years, who taught me how to uh, uh, hear the intelligence, uh, the innate intelligence of the body. Uh, and to work with it. Uh, so I already had that. And then uh, doing uh, Peter Levine's somatic experiencing training, um, he gave me a whole another, a whole new language and some nice new pieces that went with that, um, uh, especially for a clinical setting where she had been more from a yoga setting. Uh, so it made it easier to bring into the uh, therapy setting. Mm-hmm. Peter, you know, uh, I think that's a big gift that he's given us all. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, however, one of the things I noticed after doing somatic experiencing for several years is that it also had other applications, like barrier resolution. Uh, uh, and uh, I, I'll use the quick example of when I say barrier resolution, uh, a perfectly articulate executive client will come in and tell me that although he's articulate, uh, when he has to go and talk to the boss about a promotion that he wants, he loses it. He, he, he can't he can't find his voice. Um, and, and that's what a physiological barrier feels like. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, well, and so, so I want to comment, you know, because I'm seeing you that people who are going to just simply hear the recording that as you're talking, you have that body language of, uh, you know, like your body wanting to move forward and your hand at your throat, you know, so experiencing the blockage. Yes. And so when you're talking about that barrier experience, uh, in your mind, you're not just talking about a concept, but you're also experiencing and communicating the physicality of that experience. Yes, 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 yeah. <clears throat> Actually, I, I almost can't talk about it without experiencing. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so, so, yeah. I guess you're noticing that in my body language. <clears throat> Which is, uh, which is, in a way, it's like uh, that the nature of your connection to it is not an abstract connection. It's like almost a mirror neuron experience of, uh, as you're talking about it, you're feeling that experience. And so your connection to that experience comes literally from that empathy, compassion of also experiencing it yourself. Yes, yes. Which, to me, is the experience of source energy. Yeah. That, that compassion. 
that desire to be, to express in whatever way. Mm-hmm. Each of us, each of us has it uniquely. Yeah. Yeah, so so we're in the field of source energy. As you're talking about it, you're not talking about it from outside, but you're talking about it from connecting to the experience of source energy. Yes, yes, yes. And so, uh, so the, the other area I noticed uh, that somatic experiencing technology was very helpful in was people who had uh, sexual and relationship barriers. Mm-hmm. Now, they may not have ever seen themselves as trauma survivors. Uh, they may, you know, uh, they would never think of the word trauma. Um, so they would never come to do trauma resolution work. Um, but they come for these outer manifestations of trauma. Yeah. And so what we do is we use the same techniques with a few little additions, um, and we let uh, intention direct the energy of the session, uh, like the intention to be liberated from this barrier to be able to speak to my boss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe that's a good example to talk a little bit more about that approach of focalizing. Okay. So, so one so, element is so because of that, and because of the uh, intimacy uh, aspects that people came to work with that I was doing so much work in, I realized that where where uh, if we just think of this as trauma resolution, a whole lot of people who could be helped with a lot of other issues and maybe resolve traumas they didn't even know they had. Um, uh, 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 can use it too. Um, but it's, it needs another name because somatic experiencing is about trauma. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I wrote an article for the somatic experiencing newsletter about four years ago, five years ago, uh, sharing, you know, my, you know, uh, my emergence of this and what, what do I do with it? Yeah. Uh, the word focalizing itself I got from <clears throat> uh, from the Brits, uh, I, I went to a the first international sex and spirit conference at uh, Findhorn in Scotland, and uh, and uh, there were about 130 people there. It was right after 9/11. Uh, I was one of three that made it from the states. Um, uh, but they called the people who led the workshops for the four days. Uh, focalizers. Mm-hmm. I had never heard that term before. Um, and in my experience, those people had a gift. They had the ability, and it's a gift that I feel I've been fortunate enough to have as well, um, to, to help align energies to the highest level in bringing a group together. So maybe let's stay with that, that the, what focalizing is related to is that sense of uh, uh, being able to bring the energy together at the highest level. Yeah, yeah. And so I noticed that common thread between them. So I associated this new word focalizing with my experience of them. Um, never thinking I was going to do anything with it. Um, but then when I came back and I realized, well, that's what I do in the workshops. That's what I've been doing for years. Um, and it gives me a word that I can use to distinguish this from a, just, just a trauma healing technology to a larger 
uh, uh, population. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so, in that sense, you know, there's also when you talk about uh, it's uh, uh, bringing the energy together at the highest level. There's also that sense of the, you know, the larger container. There's that sense of, uh, you know, energy. So there's a lot of concepts that are, you know, married together in that. Yes. Yeah. So in practice, again, understanding it's never the same with every client, it's different. But, you know, what are things that, in a way, characterize your work, that somebody might notice in your clinical work um, that would, you know, set it apart? Uh, I, I don't know about setting it apart. I don't even want to go there. Um or, or would uh, you what describe most, it? What just... most interests me? Yes, I, yes. I can do, I can do that. Um, is the magic? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is the uh, and, and not that it happens all the time or with everyone, because that that would, that would not be accurate. Uh, I, 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 well, maybe it does on another level, but with some people, it's so apparent. That all of a sudden that they, uh, they and the universe are working together in some collaborative effort of helping them find contentment in their world. Yeah. So again, nice thing because it's the exact opposite of where the stuckness is. The stuckness is the person feels very alone in a hostile universe. Yes. And uh, what you're describing is they and the universe work together. Uh, yeah. To bring them to a state of contentment. So yeah. we're talking about literally, you know, the the experience turned on its head. Yes, yes. And, and you know, to take it a step further, uh, it could be a person staying in their house all by themselves. I mean, that could be the right thing for them to feel part of the whole. That's why we have to be very careful um, and thinking we know what other people should be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that connection is not necessarily a sense of being gregarious, but it's at a at a deeper level. Yes. You know what yes. is going to be your connection with the universe? Yes, yes. Because for some people to connect, uh, they have to be in such a safe place. Yeah. Um, you know, to feel an inner sense of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, to me, we have to honor that as well. In any life. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just let's take a moment to see what, whether it feels right to leave it at this or if there's something else you might want to add, you know, to, to give a, understandingly a very brief introduction as opposed to, you know, entering into the complexities of this. Uh, uh. General, general me statement. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just fascinated uh, and feel so blessed. Although if you if you looked at my life on paper and what I've experienced, I don't look like a blessed person. <laughs> I look like I, uh, 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 a troubled person. Um, uh, but that I've lived in a time where there has been such uh, enormous change. And that I've been a part of it mm-hmm. uh, through the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. Some of it was horrible. Some of it was great. You know, I mean, I love the 60s. Um, uh, 
and uh, and then to be a part of this whole human consciousness, human potential uh, technologies of, of finding our place on the planet. Um, uh, how, however, wherever that goes, uh, just to, just to be part of the alive process of that is a gift. Mm. Thanks, Michael. This recording is part of the Somatic Mindfulness and Relational Psychotherapy podcast. See the website, relationalimplicit.com. Where there has been such uh, enormous change, and that I've been a part of it. Uh, through the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, some of it was horrible, some of it was great. You know, I mean, I love the 60s. Um, uh, and uh, and then to be a part of this whole human consciousness, human potential uh, technologies of, of finding our place on the planet. Um, uh, how, however, wherever that goes, uh, just to, just to be part of the alive process of that is a gift. Mm. Thanks, Michael. This recording is part of the Somatic Mindfulness and Relational Psychotherapy podcast. See the website, relationalimplicit.com.